0: This is Under the Lights with Preston Bostain. Welcome to Under the Lights with your boy, the man, the myth, the legend, the dream, Preston Bostain. Well, it's Wednesday, February 14th, probably the day that all of us fellas dread. But hey, you know, women deserve a holiday too, if it's a so-called holiday. Uh, But you know what, It's, it's also... It's also Happy Single Awareness Day, so for all you single people out there, make sure to go get yourself a beer, because a person might not love you, but a beer sure will. But let me let me tell you, so I was on Wikipedia just doing some, obviously, research before uh, I decided to do this podcast about Valentine's Day. Obviously, I wanted to have my spirit about Valentine's Day, and I ran along this stat, um, shout out to my main source, Wikipedia. My day one, probably since I was like 13, especially in college days, bro. Wikipedia was my, even though you can put random stuff on there, Wikipedia was my source. All right, so here's one stat that kind of blew my mind while looking at Valentine's Day. So obviously, every holiday, you get gift cards, and you get cards, uh, whether it's you know for birthday cards or Christmas cards Easter cards, you know, you you always open that card and you're always expecting some kind of money, right? Well, stats say that 190 million cards are sent every year in the U.S. for Valentine's Day alone. That blew my mind. On Valentine's Day, 190 million cards are being sent out for what? Like, I I understand like sentimental value, but like. Valentine's day isn't even really a considered real holiday and you're going to send out 190 million cards. And I mean, yes, it holds sentimental value. And I, my girl can be the first one to tell you my, my family as well. I'm, I'm can be a sentimental person. Uh, So I, like, I understand there's some cards that hold, do hold sentimental value to me and that I have kept, especially from family and loved ones that may no longer be here or even loved ones like mom and my grandma and and people that, you know, I hold close dear to my heart. So I I understand the sentimental value when it comes to cards like that, but why are you going to give one on Valentine's day? Half the time we open the card and expect the money, but whenever money's not there, we get bummed out. I just, I don't understand the 190 million cards on Valentine's day. It just, it's, it, it just blew my mind whenever I, uh, I first read that stat, but there's my segue. So get ready. You know who won't be receiving any gifts for Valentine's day, or even if you have been receiving any gifts, um, from Esteban Louisa, well, you won't anymore. I uh, just came out yesterday. Now, two days ago, I'm sorry. Uh, former major league pitcher Esteban Louisa got caught with 20 kilograms of white powder at a rental home yes let me I'll just say that again if former major league pitcher Esteban Louisa I don't even know if that's his, that's how you pronounce his last name right but Louisa got caught with 20 kilograms of powder at a rental home. And for those of you that aren't, you know, correct with like your your terms on, on the measurements, 20 kilos is 44 pounds. You know, it's approximately the weight of a six-year-old kid, Bruh, That dude was packing that cocaine. Oh my God! What like, what a tragic life he lived. I mean, you're going from being a major league pitcher. I, I don't know the contract. I don't know what contract details he had. Uh, whenever he was in, he was in the league from about like 1995 to 2003, 2010-ish. Um, so he was in the league for a long time, and he actually was an all-star pitcher for the White Sox in 2003. He finished the season at 21 and nine, and he actually even started the all-star game that year. That he attended the game. What is like? <laughs> you know this this is not not even just for him this is for people i guess athletes in general you i understand that you can get you can get addicted to drugs and and, and alcohol but you literally are living every child kid even you know parents dreams there's there's some kids that their parents that probably end up getting an injury and they they think man what if like what if i never had that like what if i was able to go and you have idiots over here uh you know just doing dumb stuff like this selling cocaine um, out of a rental home to who knows whatever I, I mean he was making some good money it was close to whenever they caught it it was the 20 kilograms was close to five hundred thousand uh, dollars in in money that he that that was valued at so I mean he was making money however, it was just a sad life that he lived knowing that that was the only way that he can get a source of income because his life obviously went south somewhere. Maybe possibly a a family member died or maybe someone that that was really close to him kind of screwed him over. Uh, so when it comes to this, you know, we do harsh on people thinking like, what are they doing? But in reality, we don't know what exactly that they're going through. Uh, and he just took his ways out on this selling cocaine and he made money and that was what made him happy in due time. But he probably will be spending, uh, I don't know about a life term, but he'll be spending quite a lot of time in prison for, for what he's been doing over these past couple of years. Uh, It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't understand why people do stuff like this. Don't get me wrong. Like, like I've just previously said, it makes money and it it's, like a grossing income if you have the balls to do something like this and not get caught. But I mean, like I guarantee seven out of 10 times you're going to get caught, whether it's by the police or whether it's somebody that's got, that's a close friend, whether, and you may even get shot. There could be a possibility where you sell to the wrong person or you don't sell enough. And, and where he just wants to steal from you and you end up, you know, get shot and killed and, or even get like a wound. And then you eventually obviously get caught and, and get thrown to jail or even possibly prison. Uh, so it just, it just kills me that people like this take a wrong turn. And shout out to the ones that have been doing this and have been able to recover and live a successful life and be able to do positive and, and have a family and, and be able to support their kids living living the right way. But you know who is living the right way? Let's well, come back season baby. Johnny Manziel, your boy, the money maker. He he's about to come back. He uh, just recently has been pretty much blasted everywhere about his depression and all of his, his his tragedy that he's gone through. So that's that's one of those things. This is one of those stories where he was on top in the college world. Texas a and sensation beat Alabama. Nobody thought they could. Won the Heisman his freshman year. Went to the awful Cleveland Browns, and I mean, he was about an average. I mean, it's about an average you can quarterback you can be on the Cleveland Browns. Um, and then he went off. I guess in a ter- in a sense of terms, his high horse. He uh, got into a lot of drugs, alcohol, and the league pretty much just banned him from playing in the NFL. Well, here recently, he has uh, come out with everything that was going on through those times and his depression and his uh, bipolarness. And your boy is about to make a comeback. Uh,. And, uh, I don't think the NFL will give him a start. I would love to see it happen. I think at 1st you he'll probably have to start and maybe the possible XFL that is returning in 2020 or maybe even this, the Canadian Football League. Uh, but whatever he does, man, that man is skilly, talented. Uh, he can run all over you. I and mean, I guarantee he's training. Uh, I'm sure that he's he's probably been training ever since. He left the NFL. I know that he's got caught up in a lot partying and drugs and stuff like that. But that's that's one example of of how where you're on top and you take your life and you get caught. But here's Johnny Manziel who was on top, went down and struggled through through the pain and 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 the weakness that he, that he had to go through. But now look at him. He is on the grind. He is rising to the top to where he wants to be. And who's stopping him? The only person that's going to be able to stop him to stop him is himself. He's going to continue to strive. He's going to continue to go to greatness. And you know what? I, I always like Johnny Mantel, but I'm I'm on the comeback season. Like, let's go, Johnny! Like, keep doing your thing, because you you're killing it out there. You're getting all the publicity. I'm even talking about you right now. So, Johnny, keep killing it, because boy, you are going places. And uh, I'll be the first to say. Now that I actually started talking about him, I'm gonna buy a comeback season jersey, or or hoodie, or whatever it is. Well, you, yeah, I just sold myself to Johnny Manziel. At first, I was like, ah, you know, he's he's producing like his his gear, or whatever. But I just sold myself, so I would now be buying a comeback season sweatshirt. Thank you, Johnny Manziel. All right, see. Let's get into some NBA action. I know that I actually have not been able to post a podcast since the trade NBA trade de- deadline, and boy, did the Cavs blow it! Up. Or let me rephrase that: LeBron made the Cavs blow it up. Uh, we all know LeBron was pretty much the one that made probably, probably made the final decisions on this. It's his team, uh, and and Cleveland's gonna do everything they can in order to keep him there in Cleveland. But I don't think he's. Uh, we'll see, but I don't think he'll stay in Cleveland much much longer. However, they pretty much just white, and they killed it in Boston two nights ago uh, with their new roster. I right, so get this though. Listen to how awful this freaking starting lineup sounds. LeBron James, obviously probably one of the probably be the top three uh, greatest of all time, but would never be the greatest. Uh you got Cat or the Osman, that the the kid out of uh Seti Austin. He's uh out of Greece, I think, maybe. Uh he had, he was starting. He's normally the bench player. Uh, Tristan Thompson, you had a recently acquired George Hill, had 12 points, three rebounds, one assist, didn't do much. And then you had uh, believe it was jr smith obviously and that's still on the team and he had 15 points so basically your only point player against boston was was 24 and that was with lebron lebron and they beat boston by like 30 points uh let's see recently acquired larry nance got five points uh, four rebounds, three assists, a steal. Jordan Clarkson had 17 off the bench, so that's actually pretty pretty productive with three rebounds, two with steals, and one assist. And Rodney Hood had 15 with three rebounds, one steal, and one block uh, coming off the bench. Honestly, I don't know if this, uh, this helped the team. Make sure to go on my website and read the article that I posted about the trades that were going on, mainly the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Cause they were, they pretty much were the trade deadline this year. And so even Boston, like Boston struggled against this team. Uh, Kyrie only put up 18, wasn't even able to put up 20. He had five assists. He only had three rebounds. Uh, Jerron Brown. He had a pretty decent game, not points wise, but he had six rebounds, uh, seven assists and then five points. So he, he did a fairly well job. And then Markeith Morris was probably the best. The second best player with 17 points and only three rebounds. So they destroyed the Celtics, not only like points wise, but just statistic wise, uh, everything about this game, the Cavs just own. So maybe it's a new look for the Cavs. Uh, We'll see, obviously, continuing down the road. But who knows? But I'll tell you what, I.T. looks good in that Lakers uniform. I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. Yeah, I know. Uh, being especially being in Tennessee, how to become a Phoenix Suns fan? Well, Steve Nash. Let's just be honest. Uh, Actually, shout out Steve Nash's birthday was a couple like last week. Uh, so happy belated birthday to you, Steve Nash. But uh, I'm unfortunately a Suns fan, and I will stay a Suns fan even though I can't stay in Kentucky either. And it's pretty much Kentucky 2.0 in the NBA. So there's that. So basically, everything's going wrong with my team, and we've had so many All Stars, and Phoenix just want to trade them. We had we had Sean Marion didn't want to stay in Phoenix. We had Amari Stoudemire didn't want to stay in Phoenix, uh, and that, that's uh, it's also come to it too. No one wants to be in Phoenix. It's a small market team. Uh, but shout out to Devin Booker, that man is cold. I mean, we even had Isaiah Thomas. That, that that's why I got onto the point about the Phoenix Suns. We had Isaiah Thomas before he he's been average he wasn't the superstar that he is now and we had Isaiah Thomas we had Gordon Dragic we had Eric Bledsoe pretty much all on the same team and we couldn't do anything with that Phoenix was awful it's just it sucks that you know you win some trades you lose some trades but Phoenix is awful and maybe we'll get the first round like the first pick this year in the 2018 NBA draft and honestly I wanted Trey Young at first uh, but dude is starting to suck it up. Oklahoma is hasn't really been producing as as uh, they should be. So honestly, if Phoenix gets the number one pick this year, I don't know who they're going to take. If they were at like the sixth, maybe seventh spot, I, I would definitely take Trey Young there. Trey Young is definitely uh, a, a talented, very very skilled uh, point guard with the number one. He is obviously arguably. a close to Steph Curry as he uh you know has been, has been claimed to be like, you know, if you were to be an NBA player, you know, what would your like role model be? Or who do you who do you like the style that you follow up with? And it'd definitely be Steph Curry, just the way he shoots and the way he handles the ball. I would love to have Trey Young on the team, especially at the number one. Then we could put Devin Booker at the number two. So we'll see. Uh Phoenix recently acquired Alfred Payton. Let me tell you know, I like I, I know Peyton, I know that uh, he he played for the Magic. That's where that's where he's been um, throughout his whole entire career. But that haircut, man! How does he play? I thing like bobbles and like you know whenever he's running down the court and that thing, his hair is just flopping. I don't see how it doesn't cut it or like the coach are like, dude, you gotta you know you gotta let that go. Like it's not even like a a, a nice hairstyle. Like, nobody wants to do it. It's just tacky and. I don't know. Maybe it's his trademark. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a decent player. He's about on like an, on average, but that haircut, man, that, that, that gotta go. All right. Since it is the Valentine's day edition, let's do a little trivia, you know, kind of not all talk about sports. Let's talk about some fun stuff. So which U S state grows the most roses and for us sports fans, it obviously kind of comes natural to us when we think rose. And Valentine's Day. It's in the rose ball. Basically, it's in California, and the Golden State produces approximately sixty percent more roses um, in the United States than any other state. Now, who created those god awful sweethearts to have like little, uh, like true love or be mine? Those those candy hearts. So, who was the first person that invented that? In what year? It was a man named Daniel Chase. That's in 1866. He invented a machine that could use food dye to print the messages on candy made by his brother Nico. Wow, Nico. That's actually kind of a cool name. I'm gonna name a dog Nico. It's not like I don't really wouldn't name like. brother or, like, my child, Nico, but that's not a bad dog name. Um, so, actually, his brother's the one that made the candy. However, Daniel Chase is the one that started putting the like, the words on, like, well, whatever, it's just awful candy. I don't know why you would come up with that. This is a kind of an interesting uh, note. So, in 2017, 40% of consumers told the National Retail Federation that they wanted an experience gift. And what experience means is basically like tickets to a concert, an event, an outdoor activity, or even like an like a evening out. Um, although, they, although 24% plan to give one, this option is particularly popular with millennials. 45% of people ages 18 to 24 and 40% of people ages 25 through 34 said they plan to give experiences like this for Valentine's Day. That's actually funny to read. Uh, Because I'm actually one, I'm, I guess, considered one of the millennials, the percentage that does do that. However, this year I am not keeping it simple. Uh, You know, girls love simple. That's like like all of us guys should do some roses, flowers and stay in, you know, cook some dinner and, and watch a movie and your girl's probably happy. But uh, well, you know, some people are different. I I'm one to talking. I love going to concerts. That's just one of my big things, and so I would love getting concert tickets or even giving them out so that I can I can attend that that uh concert. However, uh, majority of the, of the females just like it plain and simple, and and they'll even if they'll tell you they. I mean, granted, they'll probably tell you they want that. In reality, they could want something totally different because you know how females are. No offense, but normally they just want to keep it simple and, and don't do really want to do anything big for Valentine's day. So in some NHL news, and you know, I could talk about this forever, but I'll, I'll keep it so they can, uh, a minimum. So for the hockey fans or even those that don't know, I'm sure you're aware that, uh, Vegas got a team in hockey called the Vegas gold Knights and they're killing it this year. They're actually second place in the league currently, Well, uh, Seattle just made an application for an NHL team and I'm pretty sure it already got approved. I'm pretty sure that they already got like a stadium, like an arena uh, provided to them if they and the NHL is going to do it. It's just more money for them. why, Why not add in our team? That's more money in their pocket that they're making. So once again, we'll probably end up having another team like Vegas this year that's going to be handpicked by this team, just because we have to. Every NHL team has to give up a player, whether it's due to uh, you know salary reasons or age reasons or contract reasons, whatever the case may be. You know, each team is going to have to give up a certain player, and once again, Seattle's probably this team is the expansion team is probably going to be really good, just like Vegas is this year. What can you do, though? Uh, you st- I'm still going to be a fan of the NHL. Still going to go root for the Preds because, uh, obviously, why not? They're killing it this year. They will knock on wood, hopefully, win the Stanley Cup. I mean, knock on wood. Uh, they hopefully will win the Stanley Cup. And it doesn't, doesn't matter who will come in our way. We'll still be victorious, hopefully. But still, no. I it just it's, it's that just it gets under my skin. It just pisses me off that teams can be handpicked like that, especially with Vegas. Don't get me wrong. Now we every team gave up players, and Vegas got to choose what players they wanted. But still, it's a little irritating that they can handpick their teams, and like say for instance, like Nashville. Nashville, they came out. 1988. So they came out in 1998, and we didn't have that ability to just go out and draft somebody from all select you know teams in the NHL. We actually had to draft people um, and, and acquire people like uh, actual teams should be able to do. But obviously times times change, and we should understand that. And we should totally get that. Uh, but it's just just a little like I guess an advantage uh, that Vegas was able to to get and I'm not har- harping on them at all uh, it's just the NHL that I'm kind of harping on with the rules that they have and Vegas is killing it this year shout out to James Neal former Nashville Predator he's up there killing it former Penguin Mark andre Fleury and goal is absolutely destroying it as well uh, so Vegas is pretty uh put a pretty good resume up this year to uh, have a good chance to, to defend for the cup. And who knows, they might actually win it and it'd be the first time in NHL history that an expansion team would be able to win the cup. And I don't even, that could be a stat for every, like every uh, sport. I'm not sure the, f- the first year that a team uh, has been playing and they won, you know, th- the representative trophy in that sport. Um, so it's actually kind of amazing what Vegas has been able to do. Uh, but like I said, they were able to handpick their teams. And actually, while I'm on the topic of NHL, you know what actually really pisses me off about the NHL? And this is why I uh, still to this day think Gary Betterman is the worst commissioner in, in uh, all sports. So obviously, the Olympics are going on um, right now, and USA is obviously killing it. However, there obviously is hockey um, as well. But... If you were to watch the USA men's team, you would notice that half the players—not not more than half, actually—you won't even notice, or even not even the U.S. just the the Olympics hockey teams in general. You don't hardly notice any of them. That's because. The NHL decided that like, no, pretty much like screw the Olympics. We're not going to send our players out there due to a two week pretty much buyout by the Olympics because we want uh, to continue to receive this money and like, come on, man. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of frustrating. Like we, everybody watches the Olympics. You want the best athletes to perform at their best against the other best athletes, so, like, what are you doing? Having keeping these hockey players in the NHL playing for their respective teams when they can be out there playing for their national team, winning a cup, or like winning, you know, gold, bronze or silver medals, and you got them stuck in the NHL. And I guarantee, I guarantee if you ask about a majority of them, they're going to be like, yeah, like, you know, I wanted to play in the Olympics. So it's probably a cool experience that I'll probably, like. may honestly never be able to to get back due to the freaking commissioner. Maybe hopefully whenever he goes, they'll be able to do that again. I do understand it due to like a ratings and and money money issue on the NHL side, but again, also it's the it's the Olympics, man. Like it only comes every four years for hockey. Like, like just let the men play hockey in the Olympics. Come on, man. So I'll get off my rant a little bit, and uh, and this time, let me just tell you um, that I really do appreciate you uh, listening to my bo- my podcast. Um, shout out to everyone that's giving me, you know. Uh, much appreciated text and phone calls and advice and, and things of that nature. Please keep sending me feedback. I don't care if it's harsh. I don't care if it's the nicest thing you ever said to me. Well, it's the harshest thing you ever said to me. Uh, what that does is basically it helps me learn and progress and what I need to do to continue to keep this podcast driving and, and continue to hopefully make it enjoyable for you to listen to and enjoyable for me to produce and make and and have everything so just continue to listen, continue to give me feedback. That's what I really uh, appreciate the most. Uh, shout out to Louise. He calls me about every freaking night. He hears this podcast and, and, and gripes in my ass, but you know, that's what I need. I need somebody like that to continue to stay on me, to continue to um, elevate me and, and continue to keep me grinding, keep me focused on bigger and better things. And also shout out to uh, my girlfriend, KP. Thank you for everything that you've done. Uh, my logo that was to her. I haven't haven't even given her a shout out for that. So there's my shout out to the week shout out to is uh, my beautiful girlfriend Kayla especially with the it's Valentine's Day too. like you know I have to shut shut my girl out so thank you for everything you've done for me um, and everything that you continue to do for me uh, I do uh, appreciate everything that you've done for me and everything that everybody else has done for me so with that being said I'm not sure if you follow some on my Instagram Twitter I will be having my first interview it will be produced next week and it will be out next week uh and I'll give you another hint he's a former Austin P governor and he is now playing for the San Diego Padres so if you know who that is well good for you if you do not know who that is that is what you call a teaser in the sports broadcasting world so be on the lookout for that next week he uh he's a stand-up guy he's a really nice guy and we'll have some fun with it I got a few ideas that will that I have in mind that will that we'll put in play with the podcast and this interview shouldn't be too too long i know that he's probably busy with getting ready for spring training and things like that So uh, make sure to be on the lookout for that. I'm not sure when to get posted next week, but it will be posted sometime next week, probably roughly about like midweek, maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, So I'm really excited to do that. It'll be my first uh, interview, and what a big first interview it will be. So that's obviously a good sign because I can only go bigger and better uh, starting with with him. So I will continue to grind as I hope you continue to listen as well. So thank you for uh, listening in. Make sure you comment, share, like podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you got to do uh, to get this thing going. Because you know we can only start from the bottom once. Because we're going, we're going up. That's all we can do. I'm not gonna stay. We're not gonna stay right like there in the middle. I've, you know, I'm here from the bottom, and all you can goes up. So make sure you like, share, comment, whatever you got to do to get to get my podcast out there. So because we're gonna keep on booming, baby. So whenever you came into the podcast, you heard a song called. Z, it was a band but no, zebrat with a song titled mad for you and we're gonna end the podcast today with a song called only love by drake stafford so i really like i said i really do appreciate the listen what's life without a dream make sure that you keep grinding out there each and every day to make sure that your dreams come alive grace and peace out